Hello all, welcome to Empower House Life Coaching, the podcast. My name is Amanda Escobedo and I'm your life coach pro, conscious design expert, master of removing mental blockers and upgrading your thoughts. I'm the founder of Empower House Life Coaching and I'm your host. Welcome to episode one. If you already follow me on social media, Empowerhouse underscore coaching on the IG, then you know I've got a burning question for you. And today, my burning question is Do you or have you ever suffered from imposter syndrome? Of course, you have. (laughs) It's so common in the workplace and in different professions, so much that 70% of people have experienced it. And if you're a high achiever, you've experienced it more than once and many times after that. Even people like J-Lo and Maya Angelou have experienced it. J-Lo, uh, she, she is quoted that even though I have sold 70 million albums, there I was feeling like I'm not good at this. And good old Maya, well, she said... I've written 11 books, but each time I think, "Uh uh-oh, they're going to find out now. I've run a game on everybody, and they're going to find me out. So hopefully that makes you feel a little better because you're not alone. It's completely normal. But how do we get over it? Is there a cure for imposter syndrome? Well, there is a cure. And the cure is stay in your comfort zone. (laughs) But let's be real. That's not fun. It's not fulfilling, especially for my high achievers out there, which live with a purpose and make the conscious decision to really challenge their limits and step into their greatness. All the fun, all the possibilities, they really do require you to stretch outside your comfort zone into your discomfort zone. They challenge you to adapt and really soar and transcend into the end zone, my folks. So if you're someone who loves to grow and evolve as a human, I have good news and bad news for you today. The good news is you're going to continue to become an unstoppable human. The bad news? Well, every new level you rise up to, imposter syndrome will settle right in. But that's okay, because today we're going to talk about how to overcome it. But before we do, what is it? What is imposter syndrome and why does it occur? Well, to start off, imposter syndrome is a form of self-sabotage. It's a thought or behavior which stops, slows you down, or prevents you from your intent or doing what you want to do. And this really occurs that as the bar rises, there's a feeling or fear that you have further to fall. Crashing down is perceived as inevitable. And rather than being called out as a fake or an imposter, you'd prefer to ride under the radar and meet the bare minimum, go unnoticed. Here's an example. For me, when I started in the workforce, I was working in HR. I actually have been working, have worked in HR for 10 plus years. And when I first started, I started in this really large corporation. It had thousands and thousands of employees. And when I left that organization, I was an HR coordinator. And I had left because I had become too much of an expert in my role. I got bored. (laughs) I craved more. I wanted to learn and grow really in my profession. 
And at that time, there were no next level positions in the organization or within my department, that is. And it was like I had to wait for someone to quit. And the millennial that I was, I was like, it's my time to rise. And if the opportunity isn't here, I will find it somewhere else. So I left. I went to a startup. And the startup had about, let's say, 150 employees, 50 were corporate, and about 100 were hourly, part-time, seasonal. And when they hired me, I was going to be their first real HR person. I was coming in as an HR manager. And after I had interviewed and got the position, I was so scared, (laughs) out of my mind. I remember thinking, am I really qualified for this position? I don't think they interviewed me well. They should have asked me more questions. (laughs) You know, I was used to working with a team of 25 plus HR professionals and lawyers. And now I was going to be on my own, building programs from scratch, advising leaders, assessing company risk all by myself. Scared out of my mind was an understatement. And I started to think, should I rescind my offer? Can I really do this? But I showed up. I showed up for my first day. (laughs) I met with the different leaders. I met with the different employees, still scared out of my mind. And as the days, the weeks went by, I started to recognize, you know, I may not know everything, but I certainly know more than these people. (laughs) These people, leaders and employees, they knew nothing about employee engagement, development, risk management, benefits, onboarding, etc. Nothing. And I knew all of that. Well, I knew a lot. And anything that I didn't know, I could definitely figure out. I was resourceful. And, you know, there were people that I could really reach out to if I needed the help. And, you know, and I ended up doing great. Eventually, I became an expert in that role and craved more, a stretch. I got another role with greater responsibilities, which stretched me out of my comfort zone again. And as you can expect, a new wave of imposter syndrome just settled right You know, it's settled in every single time I have leveled up in my career, in my life. So it's normal. So why does imposter syndrome happen? Well, the brain hates change. And when you're in your comfort zone, you're probably doing your job very well. You can do it with your eyes closed. It's so easy. You're playing it safe. And safe means you'll keep your job. You'll keep a consistent paycheck. You'll keep your house, you'll keep the roof over your head, you'll have food on the table. But if you're challenged to stretch, to grow outside of your comfort zone, it becomes a very uncomfortable process because you don't have the skills that you need yet. And failure becomes a possibility in our minds. And the brain is anticipating the worst case scenario for you because it's trying to protect you. And the worst case scenario probably looks like You know, the team, your boss, the organization is going to quickly identify your gaps. They're going to call you out as a fraud. You'll get fired. You'll lose your job. You'll lose your steady income. You'll lose your apartment. You'll end up on the street and you'll be digging for hot dogs in the bottom of the trash can. But let me tell you, most companies don't expect you to know everything. When you're coming into a new organization or when you're coming into leveling up into a new position, They're not expecting you to know everything. For example, last year, I joined a virtual networking event which had companies like Facebook and Google and Asana and many other big names. And imposter syndrome, it was the hot 
topic of discussion. And what was awesome is the leaders of these different organizations were saying that as they hire new employees and or promote employees into a new position or give them greater responsibilities, they don't expect them to know it all. They don't expect them to just be the expert right out the gate. But what they do expect them to do is ask a lot of questions. Be resourceful. So, ask questions, folks. And I know, I know, I know what you're thinking. You have a fear of asking questions. And I know why. Because if you ask questions, it will show you have a lack of knowledge. Which will show you're a fraud. But you gotta get over that, peeps. You gotta get past that. Which brings me to my five points. My five steps to overcoming imposter syndrome. Five easy peasy steps. And because you're a high achiever and you love to grow, evolve, and challenge your limits, imposter will continue to be a frequent visitor for you. So if it is, let's strap you with some tools. How about that? huh? Let's get into it. Step one, or really just kind of point one, give your fear a voice, not a vote. Your fears, your doubts, and insecurities, they aren't going away. Or shall I say, you can overcome some doubts and insecurities, but we're humans, so new ones will just kind of start to surface, and we got to continue to work through those as well. And you don't want them really to go away because they're there to protect you. And there will be times that you should listen and you should proceed with caution. But not always. Fear, you know, sometimes it misfires, which is why we want you to acknowledge your fears, embrace your fears, assess your fears, and then move on if it isn't conducive to your goals. Fear doesn't have power over you. Or if it does, you're actually giving it permission to have power. So accept the fear and choose to not let it stop you. Render your fears powerless. Point or step two, really, relate to fear. What do I mean by that? Well, what if successful people of the world were not smarter than you? They weren't more talented than you. They weren't thinner than you. They weren't prettier than you. What if it wasn't even about the fact that they had more resources than you? And it was more about their willingness excuse me, their willingness to relate to fear in a way that served them and their goals. What if successful people saw fear as their ally and not their enemy and fear was their gift? What if fear was what drove their standard of excellence? What if fear was the signal they needed to know that they were walking in the right direction? If it wasn't scary, then that meant their goal wasn't big enough. And if they weren't uncomfortable, that meant they weren't fulfilled. Relate to your fear. Relate to your fear in a way that gets you to your goals, that gets you to your excellence, that really just gets you to your greatness. Point three, step three, visualize the possibilities. Visualize yourself more than capable of handling your goal, your new position, whatever it is that you want. Visualize yourself and other people appreciating your value. Simply with your presence, you are adding value to others, the organization, your team. See yourself having everything you need to be successful. And you deserve whatever it is that you're going for. Visualize yourself receiving it. Visualize yourself doing this and doing this with control, doing this with confidence, and doing everything that you need to do with excellence. 
Point three or step four, focus on what you want to experience. Now, energy flows where the attention goes. What you focus on really impacts how you feel. So if you focus on what's not working or what we feel inadequate in, then we feed doubt. And the only thing we succeed is really affirming our doubt. Self-deprecation, it really takes up a lot of our energy, which is not what we're going for. So instead, focus on what you know. Focus on what you're good at. Focus on what's working. Focus on the possibilities. Focus on what it is that you want to experience. Focus on what it is that you want to learn. Focus on the fact that you are enough and focus on your commitment to excellence. Last but not least, my folks, point in step five, let your why be bigger than your fears. What is your big why? Have you thought of that? Why did you take on this new challenge of stepping into this next level position? Why did you accept the expanded responsibilities? Or why did you become an entrepreneur? For me, in coaching, my why comes down to my beliefs. I believe that everyone has a truth and a purpose. I believe that everybody is destined for greatness. I believe our desires are a compass to our purpose. And I believe I was built with the intent to share this philosophy and help others unlock their greatest gifts and pursue their passions with a clear, strong, and unshakable mind. I also want to create a new family legacy. In my family, we don't really have any entrepreneurs, so why can't I be the first? These are all of my whys, and for me, my whys are greater than me. They are greater than my fears. They are greater than my insecurities. My whys, they are what drive me. All right, so those are your five steps to overcoming imposter syndrome. To recap, number one, give fear a voice, not a vote. Number two, relate to fear in a way that serves you. Number three, visualize the possibilities. Number four, focus on what you want to experience. And number five, let your why be bigger than your fears. So now that you know what to do to overcome imposter syndrome, is that enough? Is that enough? How many of you know what to do, but don't always do it? (laughs) All of you. I mean, we all know what we should be eating and we're not always eating it. We all know we should be moving. We're not always moving enough. We know how much water we should be drinking, but we aren't drinking enough. Now, are these five points enough to get you over imposter syndrome? Maybe, but if you're not, that's okay. And in your defense, knowing is not enough. It's not what motivates us to action. The key ingredients that motivate us to action, it's the right system It's the right support and it's the right accountability. What we need to make a difference is someone that encourages our progress and that someone to kick us in the butt when we're acting on self-sabotaging thoughts. That said, you're invited. You're invited to schedule your free inner game strategy session with me. (laughs) In your session, we will uncover your many stresses of success. We'll discover which of them are really stopping or slowing you down from elevating to new heights. And we'll discover a plan of action that has you steering your ship with confidence and control. If you decide to invest 45 minutes of your time to this free 
inner game strategy session, you will walk away with at least one major aha about how to break out of your stress and take action from a place of passion and momentum. To schedule, go to www.empowerhousecoaching.co. Once again, www.empowerhousecoaching.co. All right, folks, I'm Amanda Escobedo, and you've been listening to Empowerhouse Life Coaching, the podcast. If you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe, and review this podcast. Join me next time in another conversation about removing mental blockers, unlocking your potential, and elevating to new heights. Thank you for listening.